0: i can look back right now and the lord strategically in his goodness made all those king made all those pharaohs shut their door to me so that goatee and toby like Goti to, goatee records and toby yeah. all that happened like two weeks later How do you find and keep hope alive? alive. I will find hope in what Jesus Christ did for me. My hope is centered totally, completely in Him. I have hope today because of what Jesus did on the cross. His hope Hope doesn't doesn't change. His hope is triumphant. I'll try.
1: Hey, how you doing? It's Brenda here with you from the afternoon show, and this is what hope. Sounds like. Today I've got Ryan Stevenson with us. He is a singer-songwriter and a Grammy-nominated recording artist. You know him from songs like Eye of the Storm, No Matter What, With Lifted Hands, When We Fall Apart, Amadeo. And also, he wrote the song Speak Life with. Toby Mack, right? Indeed, so <laughs> yeah. So so much going on with Ryan Stevens. So much going on. Thank you so much for being here today. Man,
0: you're so welcome. It's so good to see you. Thank you for having me. It's you know, always a pleasure.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's gonna be a great show today. And I'm so glad that you're listening and that you tuned in because today we're gonna be able to really tune into what it's like leaning into God during the hard times. Mm. You had once said that you it's very important for you that people find hope and comfort through your music. Mm-hmm. And I know that at one point, cause you were a teacher, you were in college and you had a band and you went through all of this. I mean, people think it's overnight success, yeah. right? Yeah, people right. always think that, but you, you worked so hard. But I know at one point you were, you were a paramedic mm-hmm. and you, your heart was for music mm-hmm. and you really wanted to be in music. You didn't know what to do. And I, I think you were at a point of real discouragement and then the power of prayer came in for you. And you once said, God is a gardener. He takes his time. So can you share with us that prayer that you said to him that night and what happened with that 911 call a couple mm-hmm. weeks later?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I, I can just remember that like it was yesterday. Wow. And how you know, I <laughs> I started writing songs when I was 18, and it took it was 13 years later of character building and cultivation and just time spent with, with God, you know, to back up, I love, thank you for saying that just a love for God. Like I, I do, I was born and raised in the church, but I I know even at a young age, I, I felt different. I felt a sense of something in my spirit, in my heart. There was a tenderness in there for, for the things of God. And I didn't, I couldn't articulate that, but I just knew that it was in there. My mother knew it. Um, and so we, she was very, my mom, so thankful for her. She was so intentional about nurturing those tender places of the things of God and just that sensitivity to the moving of the Holy Spirit in my life and following my dreams. I know that's a kind of a cliche phrase, but my mom told me, follow your dreams. The Lord is the one who put those dreams in there. And if they are, they are his, he has every intention of bringing those to pass in his time. Amen. And yes. so... That's when I just really became came to know the Lord is, you know, the Bible talks so much about how God is a planter. He's a gardener. He's a cultivator. He talks so much in the parables about tilling the land and, and cultivating the soil for a season and letting, you know, letting soil rest. I mean, we could we could talk all day about this stuff, but I've just learned in my life when God has something for you to do. He, you're not going to miss it. Amen. Like there's nothing you're going to do to get you outside of his plan that he created you oh for. God. And it might take a little longer, but he's he's a gardener and he will take the time to water, to plant, to water and to cultivate you into where he ultimately has those amazing plans for your life. And for me, you know, all those years... I thought I was going to do full time Christian music right out of college because yeah. we were in a college band and I knew I was ready and I'm 21 years old and da 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 and all of it and it didn't happen. So 13 years later, I've I've you know I used my te- I got a bachelor's degree in education so I taught school for two years, which was really it was really fun and really hard at the same time. Yeah. And being a young teacher, you know, 22 years old teaching. Eighteen-year-olds, you know, it was it was a challenge. Wow, I bet. Um, and so after my second year, I was like, I I just can't I can't do it. it. was I just know this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So I went back to school and got my paramedic license and worked as a paramedic for years. And and when I did, because I originally went to college to be an ER physician, yeah, and didn't that <laughs> didn't I ended up through a series of events not going through medical school, but I loved emergency. First line, you know, first response. That's why I wanted to be in the ER. And uh, so I went, I got my, what's the next best thing? Well, I could be a paramedic and I could respond to emergencies on the street, yeah. be the first some, um, be the first responder there. So I did that. And uh, when I got my paramedic license, I started working on the street and managing a frontline 911 ambulance um, it was wow. it was a game changer overnight. It it woke me up so fast. Okay. It changed my life so quick. It it shifted every paradigm. It shattered every paradigm I'd ever had about judging people, about um, you know sitting on my high horse, about addiction, about domestic violence, about uh, weight and diet. Like we are all just people, and we oh you cannot talk to anybody's situation because you have not lived in their shoes. I mean, we're all so uniquely crafted and we all come from such, such unique backgrounds and, and life situations that craft us and ultimately mold us into who we are. And a lot of us get into adulthood with a lot of wounds and a lot of baggage and a lot of stuff. And so I, the Lord used that time as a paramedic to really birth such an incredible sensitivity for people. And I feel like he just, he, he did that for a season in me to just eradicate a lot of those things that I just talked about. Like that, that looking at, looking at somebody through a lens of judgment, Mm -hmm. looking at somebody through a lens of I'm better than you. And it really brought me down to their level to see into their situation. Cause I've hundreds of thousands of calls now in the course of my eight, nine years on an ambulance, I, I bore witness to. Deep loss yeah. and catastrophe and and great sadness in in people's lives and it it just showed me very quickly we are all just people and we are all in need Amen. of Jesus Amen. and the hope of the Amen. healer mm-hmm. um, is so apparent and
1: he used all of that that you saw in your songwriting today so I, oh
0: my gosh so all those years I'm like but I want to do music this whole time so I'm I'm playing like acoustic open mic nights around town and playing at coffee shops and just, I love I love songwriting, I love music, I love communicating this life and this hope this thing that's inside of me through songs and I'm, I'm seeing it happening but it's just not, it's not happening yeah. I'm just in coffee shops and I'm working a full time job as a paramedic so I have these two parallel worlds going on at the same time one that's feeding my family the other one that's like birthing this part of my dream that's ultimately going to come to fruition though I can't see it and the whole time the brilliance of of God he's just like i'm i'm doing something i'm working in this that you don't even you can't even imagine what i'm doing to your heart for where this thing is a paramedic this season how i'm letting you just feel people and see life and see my kingdom i'm that's going to be all that's going to be what your music is going to be about and so i remember i kind of you know kind of to answer your question and wrap some of this up I I was just praying so heavily, like, God, I was, you know, the, the annual, the national burnout statistic rate for a paramedic is one to three years. Oh, wow. So if you make it on the streets, on the car, on the ambulance for three years, you're, you're a statistical anomaly because most people just are a paramedic as kind of a stepping stone into medical school, PA, nurse practice any of that kind of stuff. So it's not a long term. It's hard to be on the streets really long term. Wow. Well, I was there seven years, eight years going into my seventh year. I was just, I was getting really, I bet getting exhausted and I, I started to change a little bit and my wife noticed it. She's like, man, you're, you're a lot different. Like just the calluses that I started to carry. And I I knew it, it clashed with me because I'm not a calloused person. Yeah. And, uh, I just began crying out to the Lord. I just remember this season. I was like, God, my heart, my my dreams, my passion, just to play music full time. I feel like those dreams are dead. Like I just missed something so long ago. But if you could, if you could bring that back, because I feel like you are birthing that passion in me still, and bringing you're you're stewing, you're stirring something in my spirit with this. If you could, if I could do this somehow as a living and just provide for my family, I would love that. And probably right after saying those kinds of prayers for a few months, um, I responded to a 911 call. (laughs) I was the paramedic that responded to a lightning strike. The dispatch came out as a lightning strike, 39-year-old female, uh, code blue, which means not breathing, no pulse. We were told she was dead upon our arrival. We get there, sure enough. She she's DOA, she's dead, she's not going to make it. She was out hiking with her two young sons, little boys, and her mom. Mm. Freak storm comes out of nowhere. They're up in the foothills looking at property cuz they might want to build their dream home someday. Storm comes, lightning comes down, gets her in the top of the head. She goes down, kills her. I arrive I just, you know, look at this situation like, well, she's she's not going to make it, but let's just get her out of the rain. Let's get her in the ambulance and we'll just take her to the hospital. So we did that. I put a tube in her lungs. I just like, well, I'm going to go through and do the CPR, do my what I do. And I started breathing for her, started giving her chest compressions, you know, had IVs going in her and just monitoring her entitled carbon, like all of it. I don't. Sorry, I try not to get super medical with you, but we revived her in the back of the ambulance on the Praise way to the God. hospital. Praise God. And uh, Praise God. she recovered. And her and I. Long story short, her and I. She was in rehab for a while, um, going through some physical, you know, therapy stuff. And for a long time, and her and I finally met up. And she learned that I was a local. I, her paramedic, this guy that intervened in her life was a local musician. And was playing, you know, around town and she got to know me a bit and she, we just connected. And when you intervene in somebody's life to that capacity, you kind of end up having this strange kindred connection with them. And we just did. And, and, you know, and we're, we're close friends to this day. She's my biggest fan, but we are, we're spiritually and opposite, uh, spiritually, politically on opposite sides of the planet, I would say. And she does not share my faith. She would say. Um, but she just loves me Mm -hmm. and she's watching everything that I do and she supports me and I'm so thankful for her, but she would always say, man, there's, there's something different about you. I don't, don't know what it is. I can't quite put my finger on it, Mm but, um, if, what would you be doing? Like, what's your dream, Ryan? What's your dream? And I said, well, it's music. I would love to help people with my songs. She said, well, how do you do that? (laughs) Like, well, I need to, I've been writing songs for 13 years since I was in college and I have this huge batch of songs, but I feel like I have five, five songs that could be, I could record and they would be really great for like a demo project that I could maybe send to some record companies. Yeah. And she, she gave me some money and sent me to a recording studio wow. and that ultimately that project was the doorway. I sent it to some people, wow. they heard it. It got, me, it got me my first record deal Wow. And touring opportunities, and it ultimately landed me in the lap of this dude named Toby Mack, <laughs> this who, dude. I grew, who I grew <laughs> up on in, in DC Talk, who was a formative influence in my life wow. as, a, as a junior hire. And so wow. I all that to say, God is a dad. He's a gardener. He's a planter. And he is meticulously involved in the details of his children's lives. It's brilliant. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't wanna understand, I just wanna trust it.
1: Amen, amen, and it's just so beautiful because of the way that you say that God is a gardener, and the way that he was preparing you with what you were seeing as a paramedic. Mm -hmm. He was preparing you to have a heart for those who are hurting, like Mm -hmm. Jesus, right? And he was preparing you even when you were getting calloused. He was preparing you because he needed you to see that it was only him that could actually do this for you through prayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many angles to this beautiful story, and I just saw on your Instagram that the woman you saved, she was at one of your concerts. yeah and 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 a sold out arena, I believe it was at recently. And yeah. you you know, and it's beautiful because she she has a different faith. She doesn't believe uh, like you do. Mm-hmm. However, she can she's at your arena mm. listening to the words that Jesus is giving you. Mm-hmm. Somehow He's using you to penetrate into her mm. heart as well. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. so beautiful in so many ways. And I just think that you may God may be using you to save her life in more than just a mm. physical way. And I just, I just think that is so beautiful. And I love when I saw the picture of her on your Instagram. I was yeah. like,
0: Yes, that's but, so awesome. You know, and it 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 heals me, it yeah. teaches me about God's heart. Yeah. As even as a Christian yeah. growing up in the church, I'm 43. I don't, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to say that, but I'm dating myself. I'm 43 <laughs> years old now. I've been in the church my entire life yeah. and I am really guilty of putting God in a box yeah. and made, I've made him really want to fit what I think yeah. needs to be the case and how I see things fit. Like God cannot use this because they're yeah. this yeah. and God used her as a massive wake up call in my life, like I'm going to use potentially an outspoken atheist to change your life.
1: Exactly. He will use... Anything anything, and anyone. And that's why I just feel like there's a shaking happening in our, in our world today where we gotta, we gotta see that, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus came to help women and people like her who don't believe he came for Mm -hmm. the sick and it's just so beautiful. And I love that story. And I hope that you continue to share it because your heart for Jesus and what you've seen as a paramedic, how you saw the addiction, how you saw the abuse, how you saw murder and death and what you experienced. And now you can Write about and you are not can you are writing about this right into people's lives Mm. because you feel it in your heart. And that's the anointing that I feel Mm. that God has given you. So it's we are so blessed to have you in this industry. And I know, though, um, in the beginning, when you started out, it wasn't so easy for you. I mean, people were telling you you weren't going to make it. You weren't good enough. You were too old. You didn't have the look, whatever it was. So now here you are. You just went through this massive <laughs> spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're dealing with rejection and negative thinking, mm-hmm. which I believe, I don't know what the statistics are, but I believe that now in America, like negative thinking and inner critic is one of the biggest um uh, problems that we have as humans because of because of our flesh so I want to ask you how did you deal with all the negative thinking and all that rejection
0: man it's painfully and incrementally
1: yeah. honestly <laughs> lots of therapy uh, yeah and I, I, I mean
0: if I'm being just really transparent like I deal with it every day still yeah. and and not to the degree that I did 10 years ago um, but <laughs> it's when you're trying to establish a posture of confidence, cause I want to be confident. I don't want to walk around with my head hanging low because that's not who God has called me to be. Mm. He calls me to come, come boldly, you know, yeah. and, and mm. to be confident in, in my sonship yeah. to him. That's who I was created to be. But when as a creative and I'm, I can only speak to myself, but as a creative person, I'm, my emotions are tied up into everything that I do. I'm very yes. emotionally driven into my songs and into my conversations and my relationships. Like, I feel everything. Yeah. So when I get criticism yeah. or rejection, I feel, I feel it, it even more deeply than I feel the confidence. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to be confident and and that gets shot down by people. And I remember the conversations. Okay. Like, you can, I will forget a thousand Amazing positive comments right. about my about me from other people, like Ryan, you're amazing, yeah. you're awesome, and your voice is yeah. so cool, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like all the things that people could tell me that I'm amazing, <laughs> and somebody could say, Ryan, yeah. you're pitchy and your voice sounds weird,
1: <laughs> and that's and, what you remember. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I remember a gentleman said, Look, man, you're just you're I'm gonna, it's not your music, your music, awesome. And these are radio, these are radio hits. Yeah. But no, because um, it's, it's not that it's, it's you. Wow. It's your look, mm. it's your age, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's your voice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're just not going to stand out in this industry. Wow. And I remember that meeting. I remember that conversation and I, I, I literally was like, I was trying to, I was trying to like hold back every ounce of just weeping Mm. and feeling so defeated because I'd just ultimately been told no from everybody. And this guy was kind of my last hope. And he just, he didn't only say no to my dreams of wanting to be on a record company and all this. He said no, and here's why. (laughs) And it's not what you thought, it's you're just horrible like you're a wreck you're not good looking your voice is is weird and we have a lot of other artists male solo artists in christian music who are good looking not Woo. who can sing wow. and you're not going to stand out amongst them and maybe that's not exactly what he said but that's what, what i you heard, heard. yeah and i went away from that meeting devastated my head hanging low just i was like all right it is it is over Yeah. and I'm humiliated wow. and what have I worked for? And I just had this embittered rage towards God. Like, yeah. what have you done? What have you done to me? Like, why are you making me go through this? And, and even in hindsight, as, as I'm talking this out with you, I can look back right now and the Lord strategically in his goodness made all those king made all those pharaohs shut their door to me. So that Goatee and Toby, like to, Goatee Records and Toby, yeah, and, and all that happened like two weeks later. Wow. But it would never would have if yeah. these guys would have said yes. Yeah. I would have missed everything. Wow. But in the moment wow. when, we're, when we're just, we just want it and we believe it and we think that's the right way, we have to, we have to trust the father, we have to trust Amen. in the goodness of God, even when it's clashing with everything that we think. And I've just learned, let God will always intervene in your life through your circumstances. Amen. He'll always you don't have to pound down a door. You don't have to bang down a door. He will always, in his time, as a dad, when I want my kids to do something, they don't have to come banging down the door, I'll be like, Boys, let's go. Yeah. Let's go do something fun. Yeah. Let's go. Amen. Like that's just Abba, to us.
1: And he uses everything, even those negative moments, even those negative thoughts. He uses them to strengthen you so you can appreciate Mm. his plan for you, which is abundance. And I know that you also said, we're going to wrap it up. And I just wanted to know that I I know that I was reading that it's so important for you that you speak life, beloved identity, that you speak hope into people's lives. And I I want you to listen to somebody who called about you one day, if you want to throw those on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who took this call, but I do know that um this happened right after we played Eye of the Storm. Um, and I just wanted to encourage you with it today, Ryan. You just played a song, I think the name of it is in the Eye of the Storm. I was in the process of looking for a light pole. I absolutely given up. <laughs> that song reminded me of i I have to lose, all I have to live for. I'm going to call down and get some help for my problem. I just wanted to call and say thank you for putting that song on the air when you did. you literally safe. me for making a terrible mistake. Thank you, and God bless you. That's what your heart did for someone. Mm. So thank you for being obedient to Jesus Christ and writing those those songs.
0: Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I've obviously never heard that before. And (laughs) I just, I never, I never get tired of hearing that stuff because it's, it's just, it's just being, it's just being uh, obedient and just being God's, God's child and just part, it's him. It's just participating with him in, in this amazingly exciting journey called life in, in the kingdom. Um, and to see, to see people healed or impacted through a song, like I just channel the songs, the rest of it, I have very little to do with. And I love that because there's no pressure on me. So when, when a song, when a, one of my songs that I channeled out and wrote down on a piece of paper and sang, when the Lord, when the Holy spirit, weaves that story into somebody's life and helps save them all, all glory to him. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Anyways.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ryan Stevenson. And that is what hope sounds like.